You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. It's hard to keep up these days with the list of people who President Trump chooses to attack via Twitter. Seems like it is somebody different every day. But a recent Twitter tantrum against one of America's greatest sports talents had one columnist from the New York Times noticing an interesting pattern. It came after LeBron James sat down with CNN host Don Lemon, who's also an African-American man, for an interview in which he talked about growing up poor and his desire to do something for kids in poverty now that he's wealthy. He also offered a mild jab directed at the president. What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. He would never? You want to talk to him? No. What I noticed over the last few months, um, that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us. And, I, and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the first time I ever was around someone white. You know, and I, and I, and I got an opportunity to see them and learn about them. The president then took to Twitter saying, quote, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. In a new column titled Donald Trump and the Black Athlete, Michael Powell writes, quote, There was a breathtaking quality to this attack, and not just because white men demeaning the intelligence of black people is one of the oldest and ugliest tropes in American history. He goes on to write, time and again, this president has questioned black intelligence. And from the former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick to the transcendent point guard Stephen Curry, Trump seems to especially enjoy picking public fights with black athletes. Joining me now to talk more about this issue is Michael Powell. He's a sports columnist for The New York Times and author of a new column titled Donald Trump and the Black Athlete. Michael, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks very much. Yeah. So uh, the, this attack on African-Americans does look different from the president. And uh, the, the, the fact that you pointed out here, uh, I think, is, is remarkable in, in one way because so few people, it seems, uh, have taken on the president for what he's doing. Uh, talk about uh, what motivated you to write this column. Yeah, I guess I've, you know, I've watched the president's, you know, attacks on athletes. I mean, and others, obviously. I, I pay attention to the rest of the world. I mean, and, but, but the, the attacks on and the way in which he used um, Kaepernick and the football players taking a knee for the national anthem um as a you know sort of a battering ram this was during the t- a time that he was campaigning uh for a very conservative candidate in Alabama um and it is it seems to me kind of remarkable the way in which um he not just sort of goes after blacks and i should say it's not just by any means athletes i mean that's sort of my if you will my my part of the the newspaper ghetto is to is to look at the uh the sports aspects of this 
Um, but anyway, it, it just it, it it's it, it was striking, and it's also striking, frankly, because he's been criticized as well by, for instance, in the NBA, several very prominent white coaches have mm-hmm. very eloquently, um, you know, given a critique, very pointed critiques um, of Trump, and he hasn't come back at them. I don't wish uh, <laughs> that on them, um, but it was just it, it struck me, and frankly, it was also struck me because in if you look at the totality of LeBron James interview was in fact this quite moving example of a very prominent athlete putting um, an enormous amount of money into services for his own hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of, you know, you, you, you listen to that and then watch that tweet and thought, really? I mean, that's, that's your takeaway? Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, In the column, you talk about uh, all of this finding its roots in American history and in culture, uh, this sort of obsession during the last two centuries with measuring uh, the the size of black brains to sort of add a scientific dynamic to the idea of uh, intelligence differences uh, between the races. But, But talk about the modern iteration of this, not just in terms of Donald Trump, but in terms of the way in which we talk about athletes more generally, uh, sports uh, is 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 a place where uh, racial bias shows its shows its face an awful lot when we talk about the athletes who who play the games. Yes, it does. I mean, and and to use a sort of a, a somewhat different example, I mean, most recently the. Um, frankly, vastly white um, fans at the Milwaukee Brewers uh, stood up and gave a mm-hmm. standing ovation to a mm-hmm. young relief, white relief pitcher who had uh, made um, very insensitive and, in fact, racist remarks on an old t- Twitter account of his. Um, and, you know, whatever one <laughs> makes of the, you know, one, his stupidity at age 17 or 18 and his, you know, sort of, I mean, he was offering a lot of heartfelt apologies. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact is, I mean, it was, I thought it was rather dramatic and astonishing to watch people giving him a standing ovation. I mean, at the very least, you know, let's, let's see, let's see if you're a different person and can live, you know, a, a life very different from these racist tweets of yours. So, I mean, I think, you know, and that led, I wrote another column on that that kind of led to an exploration of how, you know, and I speak as a white male, I should say, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, how white the fan base is for baseball. That is not to imply by any means uh, that, they, that people are, you know, racist or anything else for watching the sport. Not at all. It just implies that we are... Um, you know that to a certain extent we're sort of siloed both in our in the sports we watch and also in, in I would argue in how we interpret events. So in yeah. other words, a kid makes a series of racist, racist tweets, apologizes, and everyone that is white stand up and applaud. And you sort of wonder again. I mean, I, I, I guess. It, it, Sport, as it often has, you know, serves as a um, a very useful and sometimes sometimes inspiring and sometimes very sad way of looking at the racial divisions in our country. Sure, sure. Uh, 
Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Michael Powell, a sports columnist with The New York Times, author of a new column titled Donald Trump and the Black Athlete. It takes a look at the way in which the president talks about African-American athletes when he is disparaging them. He usually talks about their intelligence, most recently calling LeBron James not very smart, uh, talking about Don Lemon, who was interviewing Don, uh, LeBron James as the dumbest man in America. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. It's 313-577-1019. What do you make of the way in which President Donald Trump talks about African-Americans and African-American Athletes, uh, does it say to you that this is a president who has a problem with black people who may think that uh, there is a difference between white intelligence and black intelligence? Uh, is this something uh, maybe that you think uh, is not reflective of that? Are you a supporter of the president's and think he's just poking at people he doesn't? Like again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, Michael, you are a columnist uh, who covers sports for the New York Times. I wonder if you could talk a little about people like LeBron James or Stephen Curry. I mean, there is there is this narrative in America that says. These are not people who are intelligent in the same way we think of other high-achieving people as being intelligent, right? LeBron James did not go to college, for instance, uh, skipped uh, right from high school to the NBA. So he didn't have the kind of classical education that uh, we associate with uh, smartness or intelligence, I guess, in this society. But but, uh, you are... Someone who talks with these athletes, uh, what's your sense? What's your sense of the kinds of people they are? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and I mean, because it it goes to something that I've noticed. I mean, I'm I've largely been not a sports reporter in my uh, career, and I started doing it about four years ago. And one of the things that's really been striking. I mean, look. There's knuckleheads in sports, as there are on <laughs> on Wall Street and <laughs> politics and everything else. But I've been what's been both striking and frankly moving has been to watch athletes and very often we're talking about black athletes you know kind of get a a sense of their place in this kind of larger world and engage with that world Hmm. and you know you listen to lebron james you listen to stephon curry you listen to uh dwayne wade um and you're hearing i mean really you know quite intelligent men who you know i mean when you think about it you know kind of their trajectory right is well the exception of curry who came out of a you know certainly a well-to-do mm-hmm. household but they you know they come out of you know basically working class poor roots they and their arc kind of leads up through this, you know, sort of astonishing world, right? I mean, kind of culture, politics, money, um, and and to watch them kind of um, take that in, and then kind of and and then kind of make of something of their place in that is I find very moving. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it's very different, I think, than where you saw athletes thirty years ago who were 
by and large, um, either content or felt that it was, you know, kind of only safe to sort of stay within their sports area. That you see somebody like LeBron, who is, I think, if you listen to him talk about whether it's his his sport or politics or his place in, you know, the the world in an Akron, uh, is clearly you know an intelligent, insightful man. Yeah. And I find something about that. It doesn't say you have to agree with them by any means every time, but I find that actually quite moving. And also it, it, it sort of says something interesting. I mean, I sometimes think as I'm listening to, say, LeBron James, you know, well, what if, what if this clearly intelligent, clearly insightful man mm-hmm. had not been Six nine and the spectacularly gifted athlete, right. you know, but had just been five nine and a black man coming out of a you know poor single family, uh, single mother um, household. You know, would he have would he have had any of these opportunities, right. or would he, you know, be a, a very different? I think to different man. I think to ask that question is, I think to start to get at some of the divides in the United States, but. Put that to the side. Anyway, I find that part of it um, very moving. And, and I should say one last thing is, is it does occur to me that in the past, we've not asked the same question, say, Chrissy Everett, right? Chrissy right. Everett, many tennis players, in fact, white tennis players, you know, go to tennis academies when they're 15, 16, 17, really stop. I mean, to the extent they kind of get private tutoring, but they stop going to school they didn't go to college. And yet, you know, we don't have any problem, um, I think, you know, sort of taking, looking at Chris Everett or, or anybody else thinking, well, that's a really intelligent woman. Sure. You know, I mean, she clearly is, you know, she not only understands her game, but she's an insightful woman of the world. And I would argue, you know, why would we look at Carmelo Anthony or right. LeBron James or any of these other players any differently? Yeah. Yeah. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Glenn in Milan couldn't stay on the phone, but he says, uh, this is Donald Trump confronting the fact that a man who is smarter than him and black was president before him. A very interesting comment about what motivates the president to to, to say these things. Uh, Thank you for that, Glenn. Let's go to Diane in Orchard Lake. Diane, welcome to Detroit Today. Oh, good morning. I've never called in the radio, but I'm so passionate about this subject. I just listened to Don Lemon's um, YouTube video of that interview with LeBron this morning. Mm -hmm. The president is appalling, and I think the thing that is most frightening, literally frightening to me, is that people will stand up and cheer him when he says says these horrible things about people. Mm -hmm. That is even more frightening than him is that anybody cannot see where this man is coming from. And I have voted for Republicans. I vote for the person, not the party. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did not vote for him. I could see it when he was he was running now. And the fact that LeBron brought himself up from nothing to where he is today is should be more than applauded. And for this president mm-hmm. to talk about black people, white people, anybody the way he does... Well, as I said it again, it's frightening. Yeah. I think I've made my case. Sure, Diane, I really, I really appreciate uh, the call, and I absolutely feel the passion in your in your comments there. I think uh, a lot of people feel that way, and as you point out, you're somebody who, from time to time, votes. 
for Republicans, and you feel that way. Okay, Michael Powell, sports columnist with the New York Times, author of the column titled Donald Trump and the Black Athlete. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks very much. Mm -hmm. Up next, we're going to talk about a new citizen journalism program right here at WDET. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 